Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. I'm Irene Cook, your radio host, and today I thought I would do something a little different. I'm coming up on two years of being on Huntley Community Radio, and it's really exciting for me because not only have I shared a lot of really successful stories and successful um, highlights and, and, and lowlights of people's successes, but I've also shared a lot of interesting insights along the way. One of the things that I wanted to highlight is how people have gotten to their success. Uh, and what better way to do it is to ask those members of my community who've actually reached their goals, how they've reached their goals, and and help them share their goals with those of you that might be listening and struggling or might be thinking about jumping on the health bandwagon and and getting healthy. Um, So what I did was I sent out a survey to 200 of my clients, uh, 210 of my clients actually, and I took their responses and I composed today's show. And what is so great about this is the the answers uh, accumulated um, into this wonderful uh, spectrum of answers that might lead you to uh, sparking an interest in getting healthy um, and might even uh, shed some light on some myths that you might have uh, towards some fallacies, towards things that you might think are healthy that might not be, um, that might be swaying you away from getting fit or excuses that you might be having uh, towards uh, avoiding uh, joining a gym or getting yourself into the healthier spectrum. So whether you're looking to shed five pounds or 50, losing weight and getting healthy is never easy. Uh, and at times, it, it does seem impossible. Uh, and, and I see this every day in people. And just like you, uh, if you've had huge successes in slimming down, I'm sure that you have shared your story with others. And certainly when it comes to weight loss, everybody wants to know what exactly you did. Uh, And I've said this many times, everybody's weight loss journey and path is going to be different. Even your own weight loss journey and path is going to be different from time to time. Um, I've helped people lose weight uh, in, in 2015, and they've come back in 2021, and it's a different journey. It's different every single time. Um, and one thing that you can do is you can count on it um, being different. Anyone looking to lose weight um, can learn, of course, from past experiences and from others that have uh, done well. So here are some of the best weight loss tips from those that have lost at least 20 pounds, um, but more importantly, have changed their lifestyle and 
changed their metabolism. And the reason that I included that second part in there is because it's not just about weight loss. It is about changing your lifestyle, your habits, and more importantly, that metabolism. Uh, Starting a weight loss program um, could be very much like taking a little trip to a foreign place. Naturally, there are going to be unknowns and there's going to be a lot of small anxieties that are going to be triggered. Uh, This is where trips uh, uh, can be not only overwhelming, um, but can be, again, very exciting. Uh, Just like a vacation. If you go on a vacation, you're going to take tips, you're going to do research, and you're going to take hints from people that have already been there. Um, Exactly the same thing goes with an exercise program and a diet program. Um, Here are some that will help you navigate your weight loss plan or diet plan. Um, These are just little nuggets of advice that I've put together, some tricks and tips and suggestions that I have found to be very helpful um, when people are looking to get started and establish a healthier pattern of eating and or lifestyle. Um, so first of all, my biggest one, uh, and, I, and I say this all the time, is take baby steps. Um, I cannot wrap my brain around uh, our need to jump into this lifestyle um, as as if it was our last hurrah. Um, you need a good pair of hiking boots to climb a mountain, don't you? Of course you do. But you don't go climbing a mountain without preparation. And oftentimes, this is exactly what people do. Um, you want to break down your weight loss goal into mini goals. Um, and, and just like climbing a mountain, you're not going to attempt to to climb this huge mountain without taking tiny little steps. Uh, you want to set yourself up for success, and and doing this is setting yourself up with little, little steps along the way. Write down these steps. Write down your small goals, and every time you reach a goal, um, gather your new supplies, um, reward yourself with non-food rewards, and move on to the next step. Um, and, and this is the biggest one that I could share with people because um, I, I just onboarded close to 100 new people in my program for the spring. And that is the biggest thing that I hear people say is they want the results. They want it fast. And I always tell them, slow it down. Uh, Taking baby steps is the best way to go. And of course, having a plan. Um, You want to have a daily or weekly plan, um, and you want to have it laid out so that you can reach your goals. You want to start with something as easy as reading up on uh, how to make a grocery list, um, to how to go grocery shopping, to how to read a label. Um, Following a plan is very important, and following a structure is just as important. Um, One thing that I coach uh, a lot is making sure that this plan is realistic and it has livable expectations. Um, Of the 210 people surveyed, 160 of these people had tried both uh, the keto diet and intermittent fasting. Um, and they they lost weight. This is 160 of the 210 people lost weight, but did not keep it off. Um, so that is an overwhelming amount of people that tried an unrealistic 
plan that didn't work. Um, they all said that they lost the weight, they felt great, but they, they said that one of the reasons that the weight did not stay off also is that they were never taught why they were eating the way that they were. Um, and, and I preach that you have to understand what you're doing in order for it to make sense. Um, this goes back to elementary school. Um, when we are taught how to add, we have to understand the concept behind what we're doing in order for it to make sense. Um, 150 of the 210 dieters claimed that their success this time was due to the fact that they understood why they were eating the way they were. And this is why it worked. The awareness of the calories and the portions um, made this work. Um, understanding how your body burns calories um, and becoming in tuned with your body is a huge piece of this puzzle. Um, again, the mechanics behind it, it's not just so much what is on your plate, it is why that is on your plate and how that makes it work. Um, and this kind of leads into my next big one. Do not starve yourself. Um, oftentimes when we sign up for a weight loss regimen, we right away think, well, I'm going to have to eat less and I'm setting myself up for hunger. Um, naturally, when you are going to be on a deficit, you're going to feel hungry, of course. But skipping meals and dropping your calories to an unreasonable limit is going to backfire on you. Um, eventually, you are going to become so hungry that you are going to lose all your willpower and you are going to consume the closest, most calorically dense food that you can find. <laughs> and you are going to overeat it. Um, and you're going to eat it fast. Believe me, I've been there, I've done it, and I still do it. So we, we need to make sure that you are always at that point of, of never starving. And this is something that I've always taught uh, my clients. You need to be ahead of your hunger. Um, just like uh, when you have surgery, your doctors will tell you, uh, get in front of your pain, always take that medication before you feel the pain. I say the same thing to my clients, eat your snack before you get hungry. As soon as you're hungry, it's too late. Um, so be mindful of your hunger. Satisfy it with a smoothie, a high fiber shake, um, cut up some vegetables and include protein with it, um, like a hard boiled egg, cheese stick and some nuts and seeds. Um, oftentimes, I will have people that will have snacks, but then they'll say, well, the snack made me want to eat more. Um, but then I'll ask them what their snacks are. And they'll say, well, my snack was, um, you know, I had some pretzels. Well, pretzels, unfortunately, have no protein in them. So you want to have something that's a little bit more um, calorically dense with the right types of protein, fat, and carb. So as I surveyed my clients, uh, 140 of the 210 participants thought going into uh, the weight loss program that it was about lowering their calories. Um, they were confused in thinking that weight loss was just about caloric restriction. Um, 20 of them thought it was about counting macros, and 50 of them thought it was about exercise. Uh, what they all learned was that it was none of the above. Um, it is the famous Irene, get you fit, 
10 formula. And if you don't know it, I will explain it to you. It's 50% mindset, 40% diet, and 10% exercise. Um, It's all important. So let me break this down. It is all in your mindset. Um, Your mindset is going to dictate your your path. Um, You first of all need to tell yourself that you are going to do this. And then of course, the diet is a huge piece of this. Um, You can't out exercise a bad diet. Uh, Exercise is of course important. But when people put all of their thinking into their exercise program, and thinking that they can go to the gym and exercise all of the cookies away. Um, That is also such a false way of of thinking. Um, So it is very, very highly weighted on what they eat and not just about caloric restriction. Um, It is about the combinations of foods and not just about the calories. And like I said earlier, the key is a faster metabolism. Um, I have this, this line that I say, you want to have a metabolism of a teenage boy. Um, And people chuckle when I say that. And I say, well, do you know why um, teenage boys have a fast metabolism? And it's it's truly because they are constantly eating. Um, And in order to have a fast metabolism, you do need to feed yourself frequently. But unfortunately, we have to do it with the right things in order to have uh, that that engine uh, start moving. So if you are just joining us and you're listening, I am talking about some weight loss tips uh, right from the clients of mine that have been successful. I pulled 210 of my success stories that have lost 20 pounds or more. And you are listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP. I'm Irene Cook, your radio host, and I am talking about tips from weight loss success stories. All right. Another big one that uh, my clients at all shared was not letting the scale derail. And I did a show just on this. Um, and this is a really hard concept to accept. But but being that this is onboarding week, and I call it that because I'm starting a new, new program, um, people will flat out say to me, I don't want to weigh myself. <laughs> a lot of people haven't been on the scale for a long, long time. It's a sense of denial. Um, it's a hard concept to accept. Uh, but daily weighing is one of the largest contributing factors to the success of a weight loss program. Um, the first thing that you have to do is change your perspective on what these numbers mean. It's merely a guide. I teach members to understand the fluctuations that occur within the human body. Once a member uh, becomes in tuned with their body, this reduces the scale stress that occurs and ultimately allows them to use the scale as a tool because that is exactly what it is. Um, and so, of course, I had to include this on the survey because I have so many people that are against weighing themselves daily. And so now I've asked my success stories um, what their feeling is on this. Um, 180 of the 210 of them said that they attribute their success, a huge contributing factor to their success has been weighing themselves daily. Um, That's an overwhelming amount of people. Um, 50 
of these members said that they don't like it still, but they need it for their continued success. And 10 members said they still don't like it, but they're working on it. Um, so, so point blank is that an overwhelming amount of people um, feel that it is a contributing factor to them finding their pathway um, to their, uh, their losing weight. Um, I also wanted to share some comments from the survey, um, and, and these are some of them. Um, I used to allow the scale to own me. It's actually helpful and motivating because it shows that it is just measuring my success. Um, another member said that it holds you accountable and it keeps you from overeating the day before. Someone else said, I hated it at first because I was only trained to look at the numbers. Now I only use it as a guide because I ultimately use how I feel as my ultimate guideline to success. So these are just some of the things that I want people that are just listening who might be afraid of facing that scale to see because it is ultimately just a figure of your accountability and you are going to get a great, great range. All right, so next big, big one, eat mindfully. Well, what is that? What is mindful eating? Um, well, eating mindfully is just exactly what it sounds like, thinking about your eating. Um, and that does include writing it down. Uh, the opposite of eating mindfully is eating without thinking. Well, and we all know what that means. Um, it is consuming whatever is handy and delicious looking without paying attention or content or portion, portion control. Thinking of mindlessly chopping through a bag of chips while watching television, uh-huh, that is mindless eating. And that is where we're going to get ourselves in trouble. So Eating mindfully is a big, big piece to weight loss success. And one of the things that I do ask people to do is write down what they eat. Um, of course, yes, you can use an app. Um, the apps are nice because they do calculate everything for you, as overwhelming as they are. Um, but you can go old-fashioned style as well and just write it down on a piece of paper. Um, it will cause you to pause before you munch. Um, even the thought of writing something down sometimes will cause you to pause before you munch. Um, and, I, and I tell the story all the time of, of my own personal experience. Um, I have hit my weight loss goals. I don't need to log anymore, but I do still need to be mindful about what I eat. And uh, I, one of the things that I have not been able to escape is my love for sweets. Um, those of you that know me know that I have celiac, and uh, celiac means I can't have wheat. Well, thankfully, Nabisco finally came out with gluten-free Oreos. And so after 10 years of not having an Oreo cookie, um, my best friend uh, went out to the store and bought me not, not just Oreos. She bought me double-stuffed Oreos. <laughs> and so what I did was I, I had one, and then I had two, and then I had three. 
and uh, I knew where it was going. So I immediately looked at the nutritional label. I saw how many calories were in there, and I, I needed to then log it and write it down. And just seeing what the calories were in one instantly made me stop because I knew if I had to keep jotting down how many I ate um, and, and how many that would accumulate up to um, made me portion out uh, the number of Oreos that, that I consumed. Um, and if you're wondering how many I ate, I ate five. And, and I'm wearing it on my sleeve, and they were really, really, really good. Um, but I, I can tell you from past experience, had I not stopped and been mindful about the number of Oreos uh, that I was eating, I would have kept on eating them. Um, so don't be distracted. Um, by contrast, it will lead to overeating hundreds and hundreds of calories. And um, by all means, always label read and don't fall for those buzzwords. Um, and, and speaking of buzzwords, I have to bring up the, the last and big one, uh, carb phobia. Um, of the 210 members that I polled, 90% of them, which is outrageously high, were afraid to eat carbs because they thought it would cause weight gain. Um, nationally, the average is 60%. Um, 90% of my members said that they never ate them because they were afraid that they would cause weight gain. However, they still ate them because it is unrealistic to not eat them. And that's just the point of it. Um, people are afraid of eating carbs, but yet they still do. Um, oftentimes when somebody joins my program, um, I, I get the, the questions of, am I allowed to eat tomatoes? Am I allowed to eat corn? I thought peas weren't allowed because we, we know that those three vegetables are higher in carbohydrates. Um, but on the same token, uh, by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, people don't think twice about eating crackers and pretzels and um, snacks that have far more carbs in them than a tomato or a carrot or a pea. So, so it's that mind shift. Um, so so if carbohydrate is not bad. It's the amount of carbohydrate that you eat, and it's the type of carbohydrate that you eat. Um, and so so don't be all or nothing with your thinking, um, and that, that is a huge, huge piece of it. And all of this is going to tie in together because if you are logging your food and you're understanding what you're eating and, and the calories and the portions, it's all going to come together. So the bottom line is, don't be all or nothing. Um, finding your least restrictive environment is going to put you in the place that you want to be. Um, you want to implement good habits um, by making them realistic. Uh, eating healthy most of the time and allowing some indulgences every once in a while um, is what I call my 80-20 rule, is going to have you find a lifestyle that you can live forever. Um, we just had spring break. I had a lot of people go away for spring break. A lot of them came back. They were up a couple pounds. That couple pounds went right back to their normal weight because they got right back onto their schedule. 89% um, of the members that went away for spring break reported that they saw a slight weight gain when they went away, but that weight came right back. 
Um, and so, so that is something that is, is really, really important to me um, in knowing that people have that value of understanding how to get back on track. Um, and so the biggest message that I have for today's show is focus on your feeling, focus on uh, your pride, and make sure that if you are going to do a lifestyle change such as this, that you do have a plan. Too often we get frustrated by focusing on the specific numbers, the numbers of calories, the numbers on the scale, and the, the numbers of the dates that go by, uh, how often we work out, uh, the numbers of steps that we have on our Apple Watches, um, instead of focusing on how we actually feel. Um, concentrate on your mood, concentrate on how you are feeling your energy and how great you feel after your workout. Um, accept the different motivational swings that occur throughout the time and you will feel your increased energy, you will feel better sleep, you will have better self-confidence and you will notice not only that, but some of the ripple effects that'll occur. Your family will start eating better. You might notice exercise patterns occurring with your family members as well. And the best part yet, you will have better control of your body because you will know exactly what it needs in order for it to thrive. Um, any successful venture requires a plan that describes its mission and specifies on how it needs to be achieved. Without a plan, you will have no idea of where to start or where you're going, and you certainly will have no clue of how you got there. So by all means, you want to take your time and you want to learn from your mistakes. And definitely, if you're going to do something as drastic as this, you want to take your time and certainly enjoy the ride. So if you're listening, I hope you take these tips and have a good rest of the day. Time is running out, I'm talking here and now, I'm talking here and now. 